0: Hi, I'm Mandy. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast for Harrisonburg Nazarene Church. Please subscribe for updates and new episodes to the podcast. Also, you can now search for our podcast on Spotify. Join us each Sunday at 1030 a.m. on Facebook Live. Be sure to like or follow our page while you're there.
1: On June 6, 1999, um, the first official service was held at this location. And over 500 people showed up that day to just testify and celebrate god's faithfulness and leading us to where we are today and over 20 years now later we stand here as a result of god's goodness and god's faithfulness there's a few people in the room today that were here 20 years ago on that first sunday and way before that even and if you are here in the room today would you just stand and remain standing for a minute we just want to acknowledge your presence that some of you showed up today and are still showing up and we're grateful would you remain standing for a minute we want to give thanks for you And I know you want to sit down because today you just don't want spotlight and applause, but we just want to acknowledge and honor and thank you for your commitment to this church for 20 plus years that you still uh, believe that God is up to something good in our midst. And so church family, some of you aren't standing. I'm not because I wasn't here 20 years ago, you know, but I'm grateful you're in the room too. And so I want to pause in this moment and I want to give thanks to God. Uh, for each and every one of us, but specifically give thanks for those that have loved and served and sacrificed so that we could be here today. So church family, would you pause for a moment and would you join me in just a prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude for these uh, that have led the way. God, we give thanks today, that today we stand on the back, on the shoulders of someone else who has sacrificed and served and given so that we today could have the opportunity to worship and so that we as a church could see fruit real fruit happening in the lives of us but in our family and loved ones and in this community and lord you have been so faithful and so we thank you we thank you for these today that have really paved the way and it hasn't been easy it hasn't always been fun even but lord they can stand here today and say great is your faithfulness and so we thank you and i pray that each person in the room today would feel loved and valued and that they're a part of something so much bigger than themselves that is the church lord it's not a building we give thanks for a building lord but we give thanks for believers the body of christ and we thank you today that we get to be a part of what you're doing not just what you have done but what you are doing we love you and thank you in the name of jesus we pray amen would you join me again and give thanks thank you so much Thank you so much. And for every one of you today, we have the gift of baked goods in the lobby. So everyone, yeah, thank you for showing up today. Uh, We're so glad that you came. If you would, turn to Joshua chapter 6 in your copy of Scripture, if you brought that along with you. Uh, If you have your YouVersion Bible app, you can turn there now as we have an event set up uh, for today with some extra notes and things for you to follow along. I prayed a lot about what it is on this day uh, that it isn't just a day, right? But it's a special day for us as a church to acknowledge, to remember God's faithfulness. And in faith to say, God, we don't believe you're done. We don't believe you just have been faithful. We believe you are faithful and will be faithful. And so as I prayed about what it is that I wanted to share with you today, one of my favorite stories in Joshua chapter six kept coming to the surface. So I wanna give a little bit of background because I think it's important uh, as we begin to dive in If you read all the way back in the book of Exodus, even before that, we know that God's people, that he made a promise to Abraham and he said, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. And the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob became the holy people of God, his nation, his people, the Israelites, but they were held in captivity in Egypt. And so God used one man, Moses, uh, to help deliver them from captivity. And that began really a series of miracles that God did to lead his people uh, from slavery, from captivity, through the wilderness to the promised land that God would give them. And, and miracle after miracle, I mean literally, uh, that they would be walking through the desert on this journey towards redemption, towards freedom. And the miracles would be that during the day, He would show His presence uh, by a cloud during the day and by a pillar of fire at night. And literally, for 40 years, as they were on this journey, God would send manna, would send food from heaven that every day they didn't have to worry about, what are we going to eat today? It would just fall from the sky. They had their needs met. That literally, they, they were in the middle of the desert, thirsty, and God provided water from a rock. I mean, miracle after miracle after miracle, but the problem was... Even in the midst of experiencing all the good things that God was doing, the people began to grumble and complain. They missed the many miracles that God, all they could see is the temporary thing in front of them, the uncertainty, so they began to grumble and say, we wish we would go back to slavery rather than live here. Well, finally, it comes to a head in the book of Numbers, and we're not going to turn there together today, but you can look Uh, on your own later. Numbers 13 and 14, they finally reach the edge of the promised land. And and this is the moment, the moment in the story where they have to decide in faith, do we believe that this is God's promise for us? Or or are we going to shrink back in fear? And so they send in a group of spies to kind of survey the land, to kind of test and see, is it ready? Is it time? And two come back, Caleb and Joshua, and they say, man, God is going to do it. God has led us this far, and we believe in faith that he will carry out his promise, but the other ten are not so excited. And they begin to share a bad report, and even to spread kind of lies, and a bad report among the people to kind of sway their opinion. And so because of their disobedience, because of their lack of faith, they're forced to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. An entire generation does not get to experience the fulfillment of the promise of God. And all of that is so important because we get to Joshua chapter 1, and this is the new beginning. This is the new chapter. This is God keeping his covenant that there was consequences for their sin, there was consequences for their disobedience, but God, who is rich in mercy and in grace, keeps his promise, and now the new generation is ready to enter into the promised land. And back in August, I preached on Joshua chapter 4. and Joshua chapter 4, God does the same miracle that he did for the previous generation. The previous generation, escaping captivity from the Egyptians, they they came against the Red Sea, and there was no way to get across it, and so God parted the Red Sea. If you remember the old Charlton Heston movie, like I remember that, right? And, And God parted the waters, and they went across on dry ground. But now, the next generation is ready to enter into the Promised Land, and God does the same miracle again, this time crossing the Jordan on dry ground. And so Joshua chapter 6 represents the first battle as they enter into the promised land, the first adversary, and its, it's Jericho, the city that is well fortified and well supported, and it is quite an obstacle. And so what we're about to read is the account of Joshua leading this new generation into the promised land up against the city of Jericho. Let's continue reading. We're going to read uh, verses 1 all the way down Uh, to 16 and then we'll skip uh, to verse 20 but this is God's word for us today it says this now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites no one went out no one came in then the Lord said to Joshua see I've delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men march around the city once with all the armed men do this for six days have seven priests carry trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. This is the plan that God sets out. And you may not understand the ark of the covenant, if you read in the Old Testament, was actually, uh, God God gave instructions to build this. It was was a structure, it was a, a large box, and in it contained the tablets of the Ten Commandments that God had given to Moses. And God instructed them not to carry this around as kind of an artifact, but it really represented for them the presence of God. And so God gives them instructions that to carry his presence around the walls and to march, and to do this for seven days. And so now Joshua has to come and bring this to the people. And so verse 6, it says, Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have the seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. Verse 8, then Joshua, when he had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua commanded them, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. They do that once, verse 12, the next day. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests took the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. They're doing it again, right? The same thing. The armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this for six days. Verse 15 On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you this city. Skip down to verse 20. It says this, When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, And the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. (laughs) They took the city. This morning, I share this. I think this passage of Scripture, this story has powerful implications today for your life personally. Uh, There has been moments in my life I could share how this story, God has used it in my life to shape and to mold. But really, the reason I'm sharing this story with you today... The reason I'm sharing is because I believe there's a powerful truth from God that he wants us to know, not just individually, but collectively. And if you could write one thing down today, if you could remember one thing, it would be this, that I believe the people God uses, the people God uses aren't fearless, they are faithful. The people that God chooses to use aren't fearless, but faithful. Man, time and time again in my life, I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of fear. I've had moments where I could be overcome with fear, and Joshua was a man of God, but he had fear. How do you know that, Adrian? Because look at Joshua chapter 1. God spends the entire chapter saying, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Why in the world would God tell him that if Joshua didn't have fear? Joshua was a man of God, but he was a man that honestly had fear, he was afraid. He understood the challenges that laid before him, but the people that God uses aren't fearless, but they're faithful, and I believe the reason that this story is so powerful for us, not just individually, but collectively, together as the body of believers that have gathered here for such a time as this, I believe that this story has powerful implications about our call, not to be fearless, but to be faithful, So I I want to go back for a minute. It's a long story. There's a lot there, but I want to recap the story and help us point uh, back to focus on how this relates to us as the body, as as HFC and gathered here June 23rd, 2019. First, I want you to understand in verse uh, 1 and verse 2 is the promise of God. The promise of God. Look specifically at what it says. It says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. I have delivered. God is speaking past tense about something that has not yet happened yet. Joshua could say, what do you mean you have delivered? Look at it. It's full of people and warriors and tall walls and God looks at Joshua and says, "I have done this. I have delivered you." It doesn't say I will deliver. The tense of the verb is very clear there. God says, "Joshua, I have delivered and time, god speaks past tense about something that has not yet happened i'm paying attention it's a promise it's a promise of god that he makes to joshua see i have done it but the key the key is look at verses three through five god's going to say not just the promise but now the plan joshua i i have made this commitment i have promised you i have done it but now you have to listen to my plan Because the promise of God, it it may not be fulfilled according to your plan, Joshua. In fact, look at verses 3 through 5. God lays out the plan. And this this is not a plan of human military action. This was not clever. This was not scout out the walls and find the weak spots and put the grenades in the side and repel up the wall. None of that. It's not... Man's plan, the strategy was the Lord's. It's his plan, it's his promise. And now he's saying, Joshua, I have the plan, my plan. And this morning, I believe God is not looking. For a group of people, a group of warriors ready to take on the gates of hell with a water pistol. Some of you are like that, and I love you. I love you and your water pistol, and you're ready to go, man. And I love that. But I believe the people that God uses are not fearless, but they are faithful. And so this morning, God is not looking for someone to just gung-ho, run through the wall, kick down the doors. Let's go. I, I love that. But today, who God is looking for is he's looking for those that will simply obey his plan. Listen for his plan. Trust his promise in his plan. Next, look down at verse 14. Uh, the whole story is just basically Joshua explaining. Imagine what Joshua has to do. He has to go and say, uh, Look, guys, you know, we're going to have victory here. It's going to be good. Get the band, get the uh, guys together, get the army together, and let's go. And, and they're gathered there. And he's, I don't know, he, he's the general, right? He's leading the troops and he, he gathers them. Here's the plan, guys. Uh, today we're going to march around the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to blow the trumpets. You know, let's play a couple rounds of the song that you really like, something like marching band practice, I guess. And we're just going to march around the city one time, and then we're going to go home. Now, there's got to be a few people in the room that are not thrilled about this plan. (laughs) They're warriors. They want to fight. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, No, no, no. This is, let's go. We've got, you see, God just parted the waters, and we're going to, he's given us victory. No, no, no. We're just going to march today. Day two, they come back together. Hey, Joshua, what's the plan today? You know, I know we were marching yesterday, but today we get to fight, right? No, we're, we're just going to march some more. Play those trumpets, though. That number you played yesterday, that was awesome. Let's do that one again. Let's just march around and day after day after day. Look at what it says in verse 14. On the second day, they marched around the city and they returned to camp and they did this for six days maybe you're different man maybe your faith is stronger than mine but i've got to tell you somewhere after day one after day two after day three when i i haven't signed up for this i didn't sign up to be part of the great israelite marching band i'm a warrior man i want to tear down walls i want to take the city i'm ready to go i'm ready to run through the whatever you want me to do and no we're just marching We're just going a lap today. And then we're like, how many times, how many days until you would say, enough? Six days, day after day after day, nothing happened. Nothing. There was no visible sign that they were any closer to experiencing the promise of God. Maybe I'm the only one, man, but somewhere after day two, after day three, I would say, count me out. You keep doing your marching band charade. I'm going to go do something else. Uh, Certainly, day after day, there were opportunities to quit. There were opportunities to get preoccupied with other things, to get the focus on self instead of what God's plan is. But we see in verse 14 that the people of God obeyed for six days. They did this. And so because of that, we see verse 20, the fulfillment. The fulfillment, the promise of God, and the plan of God required obedience. And because they were obedient, for six days they continued to obey, even when they saw nothing happening. And on day seven, they experienced the fulfillment of God. They shouted in the sound of the trumpet. And when they gave the loud shout, the wall collapsed, and everyone charged in, and they took the city. The promise of God fulfilled. Can I just, for a moment, can I just share my heart with you today on this day that I think is so important for us as a body of believers, a a day where we get the opportunity to look back, to remember, to give thanks, but a day where we get the opportunity to look forward and pray and trust and believe on what God has for us. Do you know we're at a really unique place in our church's history where we, in faith, one year from now that this building we haven't just been here 20 years it's going to be paid for man god has provided and that is that is so good but we really at that moment it symbolizes kind of one chapter of ministry that closes and another chapter of ministry beginning and so i personally as your pastor i've been praying and my prayer isn't god give me a plan man, if it's up to me to have a plan, we are in trouble. I'm here to tell you that that we are doomed because if it's my plan, I'm just not that smart, and I'm just not that cool, and I'm not just, but what I've been praying is, Lord, would you show us your plan? Because I don't believe you led us this far, so we'll just gather on Sunday and have holy huddles and give high fives, and I believe, God, that you're not done with us. And I believe that you've done miracles in the past, but I believe, God, that you still have walls that will fall. I believe that. And so in faith today, why do I share this story with you? Because I believe together today that God has given us a promise. I really do. I can't speak for every church, but I can speak confidently today as your pastor that God has given us here at HFCN a promise, a promise. And the promise is this that HFCN I am giving you victory in this community in this valley in your neighborhood I am giving you it's not I will give, I have given you victory I have it's your victory I have overcome I have delivered, I have rescued, and today I'm looking for a church, not a church that's fearless, but a church that is faithful, a church that is willing to say, God, I believe in your promise and I am trusting your plan. Oh, that's hard. I like my plan. I like my way. I like, but but God's saying, no, no, no. I have a promise, and if you're willing today in faith to trust my plan, to obey my plan today, you will see walls fall. You will see. Not just that you have seen miracles. Man, that's great. I've got more miracles for you. I am not done. You've seen walls before. Do you believe, church? Do you believe that God is not done? This is the promise of God for us today. I believe. I believe that's true. I believe. And we thought that God had done big things before, but we can't even conceive what it is that he has for us. So today, as we prepare to close and as I prepare to really bring this down to a conclusion for us, I have a question for you and for me. Every time I read this story, Every time I hear this story, it's a question that haunts me. It challenges me. It's like God gets in my face and I say, back off, you know? And I think it's a question that has challenged me personally, but I, I believe it's a question today that will challenge us collectively as a church. The question is this. Remember, remember, the children of God marching around the city day after day after day, and they had seen miracles in the past, but they had to continue to trust and obey that God was able to fulfill his promise. And and I don't know how many times they were tempted to give up. I don't know how many times they got discouraged, but day after day they continued. And today my question for you, my question for me, is will you go another lap? Some of us today, if we were honest in our lives personally, we keep praying, we keep trusting, we keep obeying, and nothing is happening. Nothing. And maybe, collectively, as a church today, you would feel a little bit tempted to say, well, 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 God, we focus on the past, and we just give thanks, and we think that somehow God is done with us. Or we think somehow that it's just enough that what God has done to this far, and we can just rest. While some of you, man, you're tired I get that. You have given, and you have served, and you have sacrificed so much. And my question for you today is, are you willing to go another lap? Are you willing to believe that the God who has done miracles, who parted the water, who provided, who who met that he is still the God who can tear down walls? And today, the question I believe God has for you is, will you go another lap? Some of you in the room today, you feel like you have nothing to offer this church, you feel like an outsider. You feel like you don't have any gifts or abilities or you're not that involved. You, and today, I just want you to know you're not here by accident. And I want you to know that to get where we're going, we need you. You're so important. Today, I believe God would want to ask you, Will you go another lap? You're tired of church. You're tired of religion. You've been there. You've done that. But today, I believe God is just inviting you along with us as a church. Will you go another lap? Some of you, I I don't know who you are. I just sense today that God wants to invite you maybe for the first time, maybe for the next time to respond and say, God, I'll go. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't know, even when I'm not seeing the results yet, Lord, I'm willing to go another lap. I'm just here to tell you that I believe in faith. God has promised us the walls will fall the victory will be his. He has so much that he wants us to do as a church. We are not done. Maybe, maybe we're just getting started, but it's going to require people, people of great faith, people who are faithful to just say, God, I will go another lap if I'm not dead, I'm not done, and I'm here today, Lord, and I'm willing, whatever it is you want to do in my life, I'm willing. Today, will you go another lap? I'm gonna invite you to stand for a moment and I'm gonna pray for you. I am going to pray with you. I I'm wanna I I'm wanna pray for me regarding that question. I don't ever, I don't ever wanna stop answering that question in my life. I don't ever want to hear God ask me that question and, and go la 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 No no no, no. I, I, all the time I hear God saying, Adrian, you're not seeing it yet, but will you go another lap? You're not experiencing yet the fulfillment of my promise, but are you willing to go another lap? It's challenging today. So in just a minute, we're going we're to pray, and we're going to worship a little bit together. And specifically this morning, I just have an opportunity for you. There's no pressure at all to do what we're about to do, but I just sense there's a few of us in this room together today that we just have to, we have to respond to the call of God. We have to respond to his voice prodding us, compelling us to go another lap. There's just some of us in the room and some of you in the room, you're not ready to go another lap. You're not sure this is your church. You're not sure that what to do with me at all. And man, I'm so glad you're here. Would you just keep coming? Would you keep showing up? Would you just keep knowing that you're invited to be a part of the body? But for some of us here today, we sense the call of God to go another lap and collectively as a body, we say yes. We say yes, Lord. We'll go. Thank you for generations before us that did that, but but today we say yes to whatever it is you want us to do as a church. And so if that's you today, in just a minute, we're gonna sing and we're gonna worship. And and up front, we've created uh this art piece. It's in three pieces here around the front of the stage. And it's a beautiful picture, and it's just a picture of an arrow pointing toward the future today's about the future thank you god for what you've done god lead us into your future and today if in faith you just want to say god i'll go another lap i'm willing i don't know what that means i'm not talking 20 years i'm talking like a month a week a year but god today i'm ready i'm willing to go another lap i'm going to invite you as the song plays as we sing as we worship to just come forward and and just sign your name some of you that's like wow that's kind of official well I just sense that today would be a day that I would call the church to respond, that I would call you, invite you to covenant, to commit with us as a church. Not everyone in the room is ready to do that, man, and that is okay. But if you are, I just sense that today is the day of commitment, of challenge, of covenant. Lord, we're ready to go another lap. Where you call us to go, we're gonna go. What you call us to do, we're gonna do, God lead us. We believe that the best is yet to come, and we're ready, Lord, to say yes to you. Can I just pray with you today? Can I pray for you today? Can I pray that your heart today would not be fearful, but instead you would say to Lord, make me faithful. Jesus, thank you for this body of believers. Thank you that I get to be a part of it. Thank you for the ways that this body has loved me and ministered to me and helped me grow. Lord, I'm not who I used to be and you've used this church in my life in powerful ways and today, Lord, is a day of faith. Today is is a day of opportunity. Today is a day where we step out and say, God, I'm not dead so I'm not done. I'm ready. I'm willing to go another lap. Some of us in this room today, Lord, in faith We say yes. We say yes to your promise. We say yes to your plan. And we say yes, Lord, that we will obey. And in faith, we believe that the walls will fall. Thank you, Jesus. As we sing now, we sing to you. As we pray now, we pray to you. As we rejoice, Lord, we give you the glory. And as we cry out, Lord, we cry out to you. Would you lead us and guide us? in these days, as only you can. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let's sing. Let's worship. Let's celebrate. And you are invited. If the Spirit's leading this morning and you want to respond, you're invited to come forward. Amen. continue to pray. Uh, God, in this moment, this holy moment, we're just reminded that we are your church, (laughs) and we thank you, Lord, for the tapestry of believers. Lord, as I look and see names, Lord, the beauty is how different each name is, but the beauty is also how they come together and form such a beautiful picture of the body. And thank you, Lord, that we are one today. We are one today because of the cross, because Jesus, because you laid down your life for us. We can be one. And while, Lord, there may be many differences among us today, there may be many things that can cause us to be so different today at the foot of the cross. We come together as the body and we come together as one in unity for your good, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, that you have been faithful. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. And thank you, Lord, that you promise you will be faithful. So whoever we are in the room today, Lord, we journey forward and give thanks because of you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you give thanks today to God? He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy. Amen. Well, you can have a seat for just a moment, and uh, I have a special guest that I invited to be here today. He doesn't need a lot of introduction, except for if you're new. For 24 years, Pastor Kerry Willis pastored uh, this church so faithfully, and uh, he didn't kick down the door and say, I'm coming today. You better let me in. I invited us. Please come. It's a day of celebration, and so he's coming now uh, to share with us the benediction, the close of the service, I think he's coming. Yeah, he's trying to take his time. He doesn't like to be up here anymore. But uh, would you welcome him this morning?
0: <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs>
1: Amen. I, I brought this to just present to you and to Kim. It's just a sketch of our original building here. And it has our address and then the date, June 6, 1999. And a little note on the back. And it's uh, drawn by an artist you might be familiar with. She was a just a girl when you showed up here, Mandy Lawson. So you watched her grow. So probably not room in your camper for this, but whatever you can uh, put it, uh, put this somewhere and remember us. I know that you do, but we give thanks. And I've asked Carrie to help uh, just pray the benediction over us as we prepare to go this morning. Yeah.
0: Blessed by our hearts before the Lord. Almighty personal God, you are so totally amazing. So are these your people. They're pretty amazing too. Your name is forever faithful. Our name is forever grateful. It has been so good on this day to savor yesterday's memories, to seize today's moments, and especially good to see tomorrow's miracles. Truly today is about the future please continue to show Your presence undeniably to and through Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene at home and beyond. Let this local family of faith, hope, and love keep on focusing forward. Ignite in the light of Your love, O oh Lord. inviting lost souls to hope only in You, Lord and inspiring hungry believers to holiness unto the Lord. Let your vision be evident to Pastor Adrian. Continue to anoint him and all of those who lead alongside him. May future generations continue to be told and to tell others about you, O Lord. May each of us here today recognize, even realize, how wide and how long, how deep and how high your love is for us and for the whole world. May those who are weary continue to find welcome here in your church, Lord, continue to be glorified day by day. In your name, continue, Lord, to be satisfied, we humbly pray. We believe the future is always preferred for Jesus believers. You will continue to be our amazing God. Continue to make us amazing too for you, almighty personal God. And in renewed unity, the people said, Amen. Amen. You look good. You look good. (laughs) We love you. I'll take this. Yeah, you can keep that. Love you.
1: Love you. Amen. Well, I hope you'll come back next week. There's not cake next week. Spoiler alert. But there is today. So I pray that you enjoy some uh, goodies in the lobby as a day of celebration. Next week, we kick off a brand new series that we're doing this summer on the book of Acts. I hope that you'll show up, come, and be involved. If you would now, Stand. Find somebody near you give them a high-five or a hug and you are dismissed. God bless
0: you. Thanks again for listening today. Email us at info at the with any questions about our church. We have two gatherings every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 10:30 a.m. and a third gathering at 11:45 in Spanish. We are at 1871 Boyers Road in Rockingham, Virginia and we would love for you to join us. As soon as you're finished listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.